Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So this week, Darren is back and we are sharing our marriage tips. Look, there are so many of you who have referred to our marriage as hashtag goals. And obviously this is a compliment, but it does make me chuckle. We are far from perfect. And some days when we're in the middle of an argument, I'm like, this is so far from hashtag goals. I wish they could see us now, but I have to give us some credit. We have come a long way from our early step family years, and we do have a lot of strategies that have helped us get to this place. So in this episode, we are going to share our top 10. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want you to do me a favor. If you could screenshot this episode and share it out on Instagram stories and let me know where you're listening from, I would appreciate it more than I can even tell you. Not only do I love knowing who's listening and what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast, it really helps us spread the word. And also, if you haven't already, if you could head to iTunes and give the podcast a rating and a review, doing so tells iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to and helps us grow this kick-ass community of women and get some more kick-ass guests. Did you do it? Okay, awesome. Now I have one more thing. I get a lot of requests for podcast episodes with Darren, and obviously I don't blame you. I Even I love hearing his perspective. He is going to continue to pop up here and there, but if you are looking for next level raw and real conversations with us, we have a couple exclusive unfiltered conversations up in the exclusive stepmom community. So there is an ask us anything podcast episode where we answered questions that we have never answered before. Like we would typically just ignore them and not respond. And we also have a tell all podcast where we share how we really feel about the child support and legal system and our strategies for coping with the unfairness. So to get more information or to join the exclusive stepmom community, you can visit www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. Okay, let's get to uh, this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. We haven't done this in a while. Have you missed it? Uh, I'd love to say, yeah, but I don't think I have missed it that much. (laughs) You don't miss me trying to get you out of bed at 630 in the morning to come down and record a podcast? Uh, No. no. (laughs) Well, full disclosure, we were actually supposed to record this podcast this past weekend while we were away together, but we got caught up doing some apres ski and, uh... It was really about the cocktails and we didn't quite get the work done that we wanted to do. So uh, here we are getting uh, the podcast out before the kids get ready for school. So on Instagram last week, I asked you guys what you want to hear from Darren and I. And one of the, I guess, overwhelming requests was just relationship tips, which is great, but also makes me kind of laugh because I feel like our marriage is... Well, it's far from perfect. I don't think any marriage is perfect. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. So, you know, we have come a long way and our marriage is definitely something that I am proud of because for all of the stepmoms listening to this, as you know, 
there really is no honeymoon phase when you are marrying a man with kids and an ex-wife, a separation agreement and all that comes with that. So it was, it was a struggle at the beginning, but I think we have really learned some strategies, I guess, on how to navigate the extra challenges and just, you know, these are tips for all, all married couples. Yeah. I think they're very much are about our marriage, but we do have that extra challenge of an ex and um, yeah, when you come into a, a marriage and there's already uh, children involved. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, challenging, but here, so we are going to go through, we have about 10 tips that we want to share with you guys, things that work for us. And honestly, guys, at the end of the day, we're just super deliberate about our marriage. We do talk about, we talk about things a lot on how we can do things better. So the first thing is we fight. We do. We have arguments. We do not let things build up. Like, and I have talked about this before. If Darren, if I'm upset at Darren, he knows it. It's not something, I'm not going to just not say anything. It's just not how I roll. Yeah. And that's to your personality, but we also, we will make sure that we bite our tongue, I guess would be the right word every once in a while. You do, you do, you know, you want to say something and you'll even say, I really have an opinion on this, but I'm not going to say it right now in order to avoid a fight too. But we do, like you said, basically say to each other when we're upset about something right away, rather than let it build up and become a big issue. Well, yeah. Cause then I feel like when you don't say that you're pissed at your partner, then you walk around stewing and keep it all inside. And then you notice more and more things that are going to piss you off and it just kind of builds up. And then all of a sudden it's a couple weeks later and you're mad, but you have no idea why you're mad. And so you can't actually solve the problem. Like you're not a mind reader. You don't know what's going on in my head. Yeah. And we've, I would say it's not fighting as much as sometimes it's a debate, um, (laughs) a light argument. I think earlier in our marriage, it might've been more of a fight and we'd both have to take some time and, and cool down. But now I think we're pretty good at debating something and, and not making smart remarks and actually uh, being very productive in our disagreement. Yes, totally. Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, we have talked about this before because we do have a podcast on how we fight. But another one of our tips is you have to get over it. I could think back of you know, there are probably 10 different scenarios that I could, if I really wanted to be still pissed off at you about, but you know, that doesn't solve anything. You know, you have to just get over it and move on and just be like, okay, you know what? There's nothing I can do, but this now I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't do the passive aggressive thing where we try to, you know, still relay our anger in a less Sorry, if you guys can hear the pitter-patting around is Charlie (laughs) the dog. We have a little visitor that's joining us in the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, you just got to get over it. Like, you know, there have been times when I've been so pissed off at you that, you know, I'm mad, I go upstairs, then I cool down and I come downstairs. I'm like, hey, you want to watch a movie? Like, do you want to do something together? Because honestly, staying mad and holding grudges, it doesn't, it doesn't get you anywhere. It's, It's just honestly such a waste of time. And sometimes in a step mom relationship we are fighting about a third party um whether it's the kids or whether it's uh, my ex or some sort of circumstance so we've learned to realize that's what we're arguing about and wait a minute let's not argue about this let's sit down and talk about this situation and why we disagree over how it's being handled or 
or what is going on at that particular moment. Yeah. And if you're interested in more about that, I do have a podcast episode that Darren and I both did on how to not let the X impact your marriage. So I'm going to link it in the show notes below. There's a lot more on that, but yeah, just get over it, move on and just life's too short to be pissed off. And then, you know, after your fight, I think it is important to have a good debrief. Like we do talk about how we can fight better. We, we've had conversations about that because, you know, did it solve the problem? Did, you know, we move forward in our relationship or are we just kind of spiraling? And how can we avoid it next time? Yeah, for sure. It's like, what can we do next time to prevent this from happening? You know, we do have some of the same issues over and over and over again, which I think is very typical of most couples. Like I think they say, and I've said this before, that the first fight you have is actually the fight that you're going to have over and over and over again in your relationship. And ours is often about communication or just kind of giving a heads up about like certain things. And Darren and I just have different perspectives on what that looks like. And I'll say to him, you know, next time I just need you to do this. Like, this is all I needed from you. Or here's, here's what you can do to prevent this from happening the next time. And you do the same for me. Like, I just needed you to do this. And then, you know, next time that's how you can approach things so that it doesn't cause the rift that it did. Yeah. I think that's a a big thing. And, and also Sometimes when you step back from it, you realize, okay, maybe it wasn't as big a deal or maybe my side wasn't, again, it's that cooling off period and then being able to debrief from it. Yeah. All right. So the next tip that we have, I don't even know what number we're at. I think we are at three. So do things together, like get away when you can, whether it be a date night or, you know, taking a weekend away. And I know that finances can come into play here and it's not always possible just to take off on a weekend getaway, but if you can make it happen, do it. Because honestly, just taking the time to get away from everyday life and the stressors that come with parenting or, you know, dealing with an ex or all, you know, work, all of the things that you have to deal with. If you can just get away, you have these conversations that are just so productive. Like you just end up feeling more connected and, you know, problem solving about how to deal with things in your marriage when you're outside of the actual situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. We try to get away from the day-to-day grind. So it doesn't have to be an elaborate, expensive thing. Sometimes it's just a nice walk, uh, go to a beach. Mm -hmm. We've had some of the best conversations walking along the beach. Yeah, and that's free. Or go to a bar and have a drink and pretend you're dating like you did the first part of your your relationship. You have to date your spouse. And, you know, I, like I said, we just came back and while we were away, we talked about what we can do differently right now. We talked about, you know, the extra stress that we have in our relationship right now, just on, you know, things are just so busy right now. We're like, how can we do things better? How can we, you know, deal with the kids better? All of that type of stuff. Like you really can, once you get away, you make a plan for life. And I don't know, I love just sitting there having a cocktail and dreaming about life with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we should do more (laughs) of that. (laughs) No, actually there was a comment on Instagram and someone had said to us, you know, didn't you guys just go away? Cause we did actually have a, um, a trip in November and yeah, we did. And we probably will do something together alone in the next few months. You know, it might not be a weekend away, but we are constantly trying to schedule in that time together because it's not something that you can just cross off your to-do list. Be like, yeah, you know, we did the weekend couple got away and you know, now our marriage is going to be great. Like you have to constantly be carving out that time for your relationship. 
And, you know, we were talking about how a lot of people we feel like are, you know, waiting, waiting till retirement or waiting till they have, you know, a certain amount saved or waiting till the kids are out of the house to experience things together and do things together. And, you know, there's a couple that we know that, you know, unfortunately, one of the people in the cup, like one of the spouses ended up like dying. Like we don't know what is going to happen in life. Like, like life owes you nothing. So you don't need to wait for that special time or that perfect time to make this kind of stuff happen. You know, just do it right. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. And we reconnect, you reconnect emotionally, you reconnect romantically. And like you said, we try to categorize our aspirations and dreams mm-hmm. categorize our aspirations and dreams that was deep well, yeah yeah <laughs> what well, we do what though. we did <laughs> we do though and so okay so going back to the fighting piece this is one of our next tips when you're fighting book a date night like when you are driving me crazy and i feel like we are not on the same page and you are just making me wild in not a good way, I am like, okay, I need a date night. Like we need to get out together. So sometimes when you feel like things are tense in your relationship, you're like, oh my God, the last thing I want to do right now is go out and have a date night. I just kind of need some space. Book the date night because when the extra stressors in life are getting to you, that's when you really actually need to be reconnecting. And that's especially true when it comes to second marriages, when there's kids involved and co-parenting relationships. Like If you and your partner are not at your best, you do not have the reserve to deal with those extra stressors. Like there are so many things that if you and I aren't good, they trigger me so much. But when we're, our relationship is at its best, I'm like, whatever. It just, I can, I can brush it off more easily. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, if you've been fighting, you also want to do that date night when your headspace is better that you're not going to get out and all of a sudden rehash the argument and Agreed. it turns into a bad date night. Yeah. yeah, we, have, yeah. we have had that. <laughs> we have had a bad date night, but, but you actually, so but you an, try not to. So. Yeah. That's actually another tip. So there are times when we have a lot going on or if there's something that we've been really fighting about or not seeing eye to eye and we will book that date night, but we have made rules and said, okay, we are not talking about that issue on the date night. Like it's just off the table and we talk about other things. So, you know, if you are having a situation, maybe you are dealing with the ex or there's, you know, stressors with your kids, just have that date night, but then make the commitment that you're not going to bring that up because, yeah, it could be a night ruiner. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Been there, done that one. <laughs> All right. So the next one is you need to be able to pivot and, you know, change your strategy in your marriage. So. I'll explain this. So for us right now, I think that we are kind of in this transition in our marriage where when we first got together and after we first had our daughter, I was a stay-at-home mom. Like the plan was for me to stay at home and to take care of all things with the kids and support you and building your career and just kind of, you know, allowing, yeah, just, I was going to be stay-at-home mom. And that's, that wasn't Darren asking me to do that. That I was going to say, I don't think that was necessarily a plan as much as that's what the transition kind of turned into after. Well, I had to plan not to go to work though. Well, I know, but we were so busy at that time. You said, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I, I never put that. 
I, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. You're not better for us. Yeah. You're not this husband who's like, I want to stay at home wife. I want you to like bake muffins and have dinner on the table when we get home. Like that was never the plan. But when we looked at our, you know, what I was bringing in, what you were bringing in, all the responsibilities with the kids as a team, it just made sense for me to take care of things at home for a while and for you to be able to work later nights and things like that. So that was kind of how things were at the very beginning. And over, you know, at, obviously I just kind of got bored. It's, I'm not, I am not a stay at home mom. Like I am not um, a Susie homemaker. It's just, I tried really hard to be that person and it's not me. When So, you know, now we're at this point where I have this platform, which has turned into, you know, many weeks, a full-time job. And we've had to find a way to pivot and strategize how we're going to get all the things done in our relationship, in our marriage and with the kids while accommodating that shift in our marriage. Yeah. It's, it's the balance. I think most couples have that. We're really having to work on that balance again. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Before it was sort of work, work, work from my end. And then you would take care of a lot of stuff, but now it's, wait a minute, you're up at five in the morning, starting your day and, and I'm, I'm up and I'm working later. So we have to balance it out. Yeah. And there's better than we used to. Yeah. And there's some things that I used to do that now maybe you do, and we've kind of had to divide those tasks. So I think it's important to be able to evolve and pivot and come up with new strategies in your marriage. Like just because this is how it worked at the very beginning, doesn't mean that that's how it should work now. Like it, you can change things up. And I do actually think that's important when it comes to step momming as well, because there are things that I used to do with the kids in terms of, you know, discipline and structure and routine in the home when they were younger that now I don't play a role in. Like we've also changed our roles in parenting just based on where the kids were at and where everything in our co-parenting relationship is at, right? Like as the kids have become teenagers, I've realized that, okay, maybe it's better for dad to have those conversations than me. You know, things don't have to always be the same as they were. Yeah. I think you have to adapt and change. Yeah. If you're like, constantly, what is that? It's like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, you know, if things aren't working in your family or you're feeling like it's off balance, you have to sit down and find ways to pivot so that things feel more aligned. All right. Next tip. Let your partner have his thing. Or her thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, But you need to have, like, as much as it's important to do things together, and we are all about that, it's also super important. Like, Darren has his boys weekends where he goes four-wheeling and into the bush and, you know, on ski weekends and boys' nights. And, you know, I have my girls' nights and things that I love to do. Like, it's important to let your partner go, well, not let, like you don't make their decisions for them, but to support them and going out and having that time away from your marriage. Because I know for me, whenever I go away to a conference or to a girl's night, or even just do something on my own, I come back a far more supportive, happier wife. Yeah. And same thing when I go away, you know, I'm, I miss you and I miss the family and you come back and, and, uh, it's that old scenario that uh, um, once you don't have something, even if it's just for a couple of days, you really appreciate it. And I think that's a big part of having a bit of space and having the ability to do your own thing. It's it's good to go bond with other people. And, and uh, I think that 
too many people don't do that or don't take that time. Mm-hmm. And it's an extracurricular that you enjoy or something that you enjoy that maybe your spouse doesn't enjoy as much. And we have lots of things together. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we each take off and do our own thing all the time. We have a lot of things we like to do together. But every once in a while, you're not going to want to go in the bush and get all muddy and drive four wheelers and things like that. I know that. So no. I don't even try to get you to come with me. But it also gives me an opportunity to hang out and reconnect with some of my friends and other relationships, you know, relatives, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're a big snowmobiler. You love to go out and snowmobile and I like to do it when it's not too cold, but there's also been times when you've said to me, Hey, do you want to go snowmobiling? And I'm like, you know what? I think that it is going to be more fun for you and everyone. If I'm not there, if I don't participate in this activity, cause it's not my thing. And I would rather sit in bed with a book and journal and watch Dateline and be by myself. And cause I, you know, I am an extroverted introvert, I think is what the label that I get is. Um, I like that alone time as much as I like to be with people. Whereas you're an extrovert, you like to be out doing stuff, hanging out with people all the time. So we support that in each other. Sure. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, you know, support your partner in doing the thing. All right. So this is next thing is one of the questions actually that we got when I asked for some input on what we should podcast about. And this is for the stepmom. So you can talk about the ex. And one of the questions was how often should you be talking about the ex or what do you do if you feel like you're always talking about the ex? And often dealing with the ex or your co-parenting relationship is an extra challenge or stressor that you have in your marriage. And if you're going to approach your relationship as a team, you need to be able to have conversations about how you're going to deal with this extra stressor or how you're going to navigate things uh, in a way that it minimizes the impact it has in your family. So there is this misconception that you should never be talking about the ex or the previous relationship or whatever it is. But I think that it is important to have those conversations and say you go out on a date night and most of the conversation that night was about that stressor. That's okay. I think that is important actually. Yeah. Don't let it consume you, but it's certainly uh, something that is nice to be able to talk to your partner about when you're venting or when things are actually going well. Also, if there are children involved and, and you've got an ex, you know, they're a big part of the children's life. life. So you need to be able to say, Hey, you know, I don't agree with what he or she is doing. I, I, I agree with this, or I'm really upset that we can't negotiate on something. There's lots of things to talk about often we find, but again, it's okay to do it because it is a big part of your life. It's like work. It's, it's like you're some of your favorite extracurriculars. It's, it's something involved in your life that you're involved with. So it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. Because it, you need to be able to talk about things that are going on in your life. And this is very well a big part of your life that, you know, you need to strategize on how to navigate. So don't, you know, get too upset or wound up about the fact that you may be talking about the ex a lot during a period of time. You know, if your partner's talking about like how great his marriage was and things like that, that might be a little bit, (laughs) maybe that's the problem. But if you're struggling or talking about issues that are going on, I think that's a good thing because that means that you are approaching things as a team and trying to figure out how to move forward. And some people luck out and I guess their ex rolls off into the sunset and there isn't much to do with them. But if you have a case where you're co-parenting or parallel parenting and you have a lot of interaction through you know, even just seeing them at different extracurriculars, yeah, it becomes a subject that is something on a regular basis, but I think it gets less and less as the children get older. 
Oh, for sure. I think it's more focused around the kids. And I see as the kids get older, you know, with our oldest, there's not really much to say about no. our ex because, you know, she kind of does her own thing and we don't have to commingle. Yes, there is very little commingling. All right. So the next tip is, is you, you need to say what you need and how you're feeling. I think a lot of times, especially as women, we get upset that our partner isn't doing what we want or didn't, you know, respond in the way that we needed them to respond. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. We think very differently. We have different perspectives on things like we are wired so differently. So stop assuming that your partner knows what you want. Like there have been times when I have said to Darren, Hey, like, just so you know, when that happened, like, this is how I felt. Or, you know, I said this to you and I really needed you to have a conversation with me about that. I was feeling super unsupported. That was never his intention. And I think sometimes we think that our partners know exactly what we need in that moment. And they don't, we have to communicate that to them because they don't know. Yeah. Sometimes the attitude can be, Oh, get over it. Or, you know, that's not a big deal. But I think what we've learned to do is ask more open questions and say, oh, you're feeling that way? And, <laughs> you like know, a therapist. <laughs> no, but it's true. I used to just be like, wait a minute. And I could tell something was wrong. But I think if you ask open questions, you know, why does that bother you? Or I didn't realize that was a big deal. Or, you know, it's more empathy, I think, is something. And And, and again, I don't always recognize that. Sometimes you still have to point it out and you don't either. I'll be like, well, that wasn't really what I wanted or, you know, that, that upset me. And, um, so yeah, I think that's a big one. Yeah. I think even the other day I said, I was saying something to you about, I don't, I don't even know what it was maybe with the kids and you're like, oh yeah. And then you went off and started doing your own thing. And I said, Hey, you know, that would be the time when you would say, Oh really? Like, do you want to talk about it? Cause I really wanted to talk about it, but you didn't know unless I told you. So stop tiptoeing around issues. Like you need to ask your partner what they need from you and you need to tell them what you need from them because yeah. And, and you really need to listen. I think that's some of the problems I have is I'll come in and you'll have an issue, but I'll be thinking of a hundred things I have to do that evening or what was going on at work. And you'll say something and also I'll go into something of mine and I'll realize, nice. wait a can minute. Can you say that again, please? Just wait so I can get it really clear on. <laughs> but again, it doesn't always happen like that. These are great, but you've got to execute. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I want to be really clear here, guys, us telling you all of these tips, like this doesn't mean that we do this every single time. Like this is not, we are, we do not have a perfect marriage, but these are things that we do when things are good. And they take time, you know, you know, some of the stuff that we're bringing up in the first two, three years of our marriage would have been very, very difficult to look up and say, and that's why I think Jamie's trying to help people that are in earlier stages as well, because you can learn from our mistakes. If we've had a thought about some of the stuff, you would have read this because you're, you're very good at taking self-help and saying, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? We need to do this. And then I may be, okay. You know? Yeah. I literally, like, I cannot make this any more clear, I am creating all the type of support that I needed when we, I first became a stepmom because I did not find anything. No one was talking about this kind of stuff. I just felt like I was left out to dry. So that's my goal here. I don't want, I want to give you guys tips. So maybe you didn't, don't take as long to get to this point as we did. Yeah. And you learned a lot about how I was feeling. You know, we've been able to really open up and I can say, well, at the beginning, this is, was my opinion. You know, we talked about earlier, um, letting your partner do their thing. Um, 
in my previous relationship, it was a big deal if I took time to myself. And I was very nervous about asking you when I would want to do something on my own. And you'd be, why haven't you asked me? Why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, well, I was really nervous about pre And why? Because it's no problem. I think it's great that you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So we've really learned. Yeah, for sure. And you know, there's one more tip and I thought I had it on my list somewhere, but I'm going to add it. We, I'm really big on this disclaimer when you're going into a tough conversation and there's, I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before. So when you're in an argument or if you're trying to approach an issue that your husband or your partner has a different perspective than you, you know, you can say, I don't need you to agree with how I'm feeling right now. I just need you to respect that this is how I'm experiencing things. And, you know, I'm going to go back to an example the other day because it was the morning and I had to get all the kids out of bed and out to school. And I had been up since five and I was working and I had done, like I had done so many things before seven o'clock. Like it was just a crazy morning. And I said to Darren, who's getting ready to go to work and who also has an equally busy day. I just feel like I'm doing everything. I just feel like I'm overwhelmed. And I was really, really struggling. The beginning of our marriage, we would have for sure had an argument because he would have felt like I was saying to him, he's not doing anything and I'm doing it all. Like we would have taken it personally. And instead he goes to work, you know, I go on with my day and I get a text message from you saying, Hey, you know, how about this weekend? We sit down and figure out a way for us to kind of problem solve around this. So you don't feel as overwhelmed. And I don't think you necessarily felt agreed with how I was feeling and that I was doing it all or or whatever, but you're like, okay, you know what? That's your experience right now. How are we going to approach that? Because it doesn't matter if you agree with how your partner's feeling. That's how they feel. That's their experience and that's their truth. And you have to meet them there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just might be buying your time because they might just be having a bad morning. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But they need some support that morning and not you to get mad and and confront them and explain what you're doing, but Hey, how can we work around this? And, and then it starts the conversation. Yeah. It starts a conversation. And instead of sending a like a text message being like, well, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal or I think you're wrong, which makes someone spiral even more. You just send something supportive, right? So again, you don't have to agree with how your partner is experiencing thing or how they're feeling. Just meet them there and figure out how you can support them through that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, the last tip that we have is to touch each other. And like, I'm not <laughs> the look on Darren's face right now. You know, it's easy to get into a routine where like life is busy. I don't know about you, but I feel like we are just, there's not enough hours in the day. It doesn't matter how we much we try to delegate or, you know, restructure things. We're just in a busy season of life. And it's easy to get into that routine and you just go to bed, you watch the show, you fall asleep and you wake up in the morning and you kind of do your thing. And it's like, you're not touching each other. And I'm not talking about sex here. I'm just talking about like cuddling or holding your partner's hand or touching their back when you walk by them. Like those little, you know, pieces of touch, I guess. I don't even really know how to describe that. Like what's just touch each other. Touch points. I think you would say, cause I remember one time when I came in and um, I came, I I gave all the kids a hug and a kiss. And then I went upstairs to change and you kind of looked at me and came up afterwards and said, okay, you came in and gave all the kids a hug and a kiss, but you didn't give me one. So I think it's little things like that. You know, when I get home from work to come over and give you a hug, you really appreciate it. Or, you know, in the morning when I'm leaving or yeah, just walking by or, you know, let's get in the bed and cuddle. 
Holding hands in the car. Yeah, it's very easy to just like fall asleep and, you know, just on your opposite sides of the bed. But sometimes I feel like I get into your arms and I just kind of feel like this, I don't know, like everything is okay in the world. And you you have to make a point to just touch each other. And then from there, you know, sometimes if you're in a bit of a slump, those little touch points that like, it's just... Yeah, if there are any guys listening to this, that can often lead to a little bit more than a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But honestly, if we do just cuddle you, sometimes we do just want to cuddle, right? Like if that's, that's not true. for sure, that's like true. you're getting lucky. Like, can you just sometimes just like, <laughs> sometimes we just want to be the little spoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So those are our 10 tips and things that work for us and, you know, areas where we have learned to evolve in our relationship. So hopefully they are helpful for you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Say bye. Bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.